Hello and welcome to YHTV's Trinity of Life. This is episode 71. I'm Christina Suzuma, your host for this program. Thank you so much for joining me as I continue to explore the wonderful world of healing arts, meditation, therapies, and the many modalities of helping each of us find balance in our individual journeys. We're always excited to meet those who are on the leading edge of creating change on this planet. Today we will be speaking about a very important topic, bullying in schools. You can make the difference. Now, at any time during this com- uh, presentation, um, you can make a comment or ask a question uh, of our guest just by scrolling down on your screen and typing it into the comment box. Um, we will make sure that uh, it will be relayed to our guest and we will reply with her answer. Today, our special guest, Um, has been involved with the Yoga Hub family since 2010, uh, part of the faculty of our Virtual World Yoga Meditation Conference that we have annually. And she was also just a guest on our episode 70 about creating a balanced environment for our children. And today she is back with us again, and we're so very honored to have with us Sandy Bothmer. Hello, Sandy. Hello, hello. Very nice to be back again. How wonderful. Yes, yes. We just can't get enough of you, you see. Oh, well, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. Um, So, Sandy, um, you know, for our audience, of course, um, if any of you have uh, not seen episode 70, I definitely recommend that you do so that you have um, a very good foundational structure of... of, uh, the discussions that we had about creating that environment for our children and for ourselves. And uh, while uh, Sandy and I were in discussions um, developing that show, uh, another, of course, very important topic came to mind, which is the bullying that we hear that is happening so often in our schools. Um, And it's across the nation. It's kind of, it's sort of unbelievable to me. I I think growing up, you never really heard of it. You heard of bullying, but not to this extent. So, um, Sandy, can you uh, lead us in on this and, and your thoughts of why it has become so heightened in this uh, past decade? Yeah, it, it's true. I think that growing up, uh, we as adults probably experienced some of the teasing and um, maybe bullying that went on, but it, it it probably wasn't to the degree that it is now. And I think any kind of teasing, uh, if it happens and, and it's, and it's kind of a laughed at kind of a thing, if it continues, that's where the problem comes. And that's what we're seeing so much of. I think there's probably a lot of different reasons for it happening. Um, it could be that in some cases, it could be that a child is replicating the kind of behaviors that they're seeing at home. There may be some kind of aggressive behaviors that, that happen within the family system. Um, sometimes um, I think kids maybe just don't know how to handle the feelings that they're experiencing. They may have really strong emotional feelings of anger or frustration and haven't had guidance and, uh, and how to, to handle them, what to do about it. Mm. Uh, there might be times where, um, you know, maybe, maybe it's, 
sometimes involves the family just not being um, as available in some situations, you know, having to work more than one job um, and that not getting the kind of attention perhaps that, that they needed, that there isn't as much um, awareness on the parents' part because they're not around to really notice what's mm-hmm. happening with their child, to notice if there's changes in what their behaviors are, if they used to be kind of happy and all of a sudden they're a little more moody. I mean, life puts us in certain situations and we may have to do those two jobs, but it's, it's possible that that could be a piece of it, that the, the adults in the child's world just haven't recognized some, some behavior, some clues that something is, is not right with their kid. Um, I guess there's a lot of talk, too, about um, some of the um, the video games, some of the handheld you know, technology that the kids play, these violent kinds of games. And so perhaps some of that enters into it. Maybe some of the things that are on television, if a, if a child, unbeknownst to the parents, are watching something. So I think the, mm-hmm. some of those might be factors that play into it. Uh, there may be others. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, but it's so funny, Sandy, you know, uh, the just recently, of course, having a child and, and seeing some of even the animation. <laughs> and then I look yeah. at some of the Bugs Bunny and Warner Brothers <laughs> animations that we used to watch. Well, I go, you know, some of those were pretty violent, <laughs> too. You yeah, know, like, that's that. Which, which um, you know, back then, too, um, though it was animation, it was considered still a children's program as opposed to right. it was fun and you know that was uh used as a babysitter very much Uh (laughs) in our generation growing up um and then today yes you you do have the the uh games and the computer games and a different sort of realism i think on television yeah and and also i mean we see um adults and maybe certainly adults that are are being aggressive toward each other in some shows. Uh, and and you have some of the survival kinds of reality things that maybe some of the older uh, students might be seeing, which you've got, you're putting people against each other. I don't know. You know, there's, there's probably, every child has maybe a different story to tell as to why that child becomes a bullier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes they they feel that when they see a kid who's, who uh, is maybe a little weaker in some way, there's this sense of, oh, this, this, this power over. You know, we have that power center in mm. our solar plexus, and it can be used in a good way or it can be used in a bad way. So when it's power over someone else and trying to hurt them in some way, um, you know, that's, that's not a good thing. That's where that mm-hmm. bullying comes in. I often wonder, too, if... Oh, just the world that we live in that has so much unhappiness and uh, so much trauma going on. Um, There's the news programs. Hopefully our Mm -hmm. young children aren't seeing what's on the news because that can be upsetting. And and, or in some cases it might be, oh, look, that person's getting attention because of some terrible thing that that person did. And that might be just what someone needed who wasn't in the right place, who maybe mentally, emotionally was in a difficult spot that would just say, oh, hmm, that might not be a bad idea. I could, maybe I could get some fame that way. Nobody likes me. Mm. So I I don't know that I would have a perfect answer for that. It just seems like there's a lot of factors that might enter into Mm -hmm. why this happens. Mm -hmm. And some of it, I think, might be 
you know, that we're missing something as adults in the child's life. Maybe we're not noticing Mm. some some aspects of who they are and what they've been doing and and that I think we probably all need to look at in in the with regard to ourselves and those young people that we are connected to whether it be as parents or grandparents or teachers or friends mm-hmm. friends of the family mm-hmm. well what, what's also interesting is is I've noticed you know having um uh and working with my child uh was I was kind of shocked the other day. I, I was driving in the car. You know, LA has Los Angeles has a lot of road rage, <laughs> a lot of road rage. Um, and yet, I am actually very calm <laughs> out there. I try not to honk <laughs> my horn. I back off. You to you know take the space. It's okay. You know, and I I yeah. don't. I used to be aggressive. You know, but I do believe since having a child and everything, it's about the safety. And it's like okay, you know, I'll just give the road to you. It's okay. What's interesting that I found, and what just shocked me, because it happened a couple of times, where my child, that is usually quite calm, went off <laughs> and started screaming and yelling at the car in front. Aye. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, where did this come from? Yeah. <laughs> I was shocked. And I said, um, why are you so angry? Oh, because this car did this, 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 and 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 oh, they just cut in, and it's like that's okay. Am I? <laughs> it's like, am I screaming and yelling? And it, it really sort of, um, sort of made me aware of, okay, what is influencing that or what has influenced ah, that? Because ah. basically he's really in no other car. Um, and I'm the main driver. And so I wonder where that stemmed from. And I go, you know, do you know where that, like, why you felt that way? And I would ask those questions to yes. see if there was any clues. And then I and I then I start to realize, you know, as a child's growing up and in the playground that they are in a classroom that they're six hours of the day, their influences all around them. Yeah. And also I, I could be, I mean, help me out here, maybe it's their way of finding who they are. Oh and that's an, yeah. measuring for themselves, what is acceptable and what is not. So instead uh-huh. of getting angry, for me, at yeah. him being angry, it's right. like, well, two, two, two fires and, you know, it's going to burn right. all wild. Right. So right. it's just about, hmm, that's interesting. Okay, let's see if that happens again. And, you know, when it did, it was like, okay, well, why are you so angry about that when I'm not angry and I'm the driver? <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, exactly. Makes no exactly. sense. So. Hmm. So that's, that is interesting because you are doing what I, I would suggest parents do, which is to model the behaviors of being at ease and relaxed and even in a situation because our children do see that. But as you pointed out, they're only with you a certain amount of day and actually they're with school more mm-hmm. during yes. the week than they are yes. with you. So there are outside influences. You know, it's, it's, I think that the fact that you ask the questions and um, of him and are trying to to um, see the pattern mm. you know um, you know it might even be as- worth asking sometime well what are your how do your friends feel about that do you do you know if any of your friends get upset like that I mean I don't know trying to puzzle out where that kind of feeling is coming from um, and maybe it is just figuring out the world mm. but noticing you know he's still going to notice that you're not getting upset. And, mm-hmm. and maybe it's good to remind him 
of that, you know, yeah, you know, so what? It's okay. We can, we're going to get where we're going. I mean, just take that attitude. But I guess I would continue to notice that mm-hmm, and see mm-hmm. if those kind of angers, you know, continued. And then if they did, or, you know, you might even want to talk about, well, when you, do you, you know, when you feel that kind of anger, where, does it, where is it in your body? How are you mm. feeling that in your body? Where does that live in there, that anger about the, the car, if that keeps to be being the thing or if it's anger about something else? Mm-hmm. And then try to figure that out. And then, well, you know, does that feel good to you? Does it feel good to be so angry about the car being, you know, does it really matter? And if it does matter, well, then we need to look at that a little bit further. <laughs> well, <laughs> you won't be driving till you're 20. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Not if you're going to have road rage. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it's it's uh, uh, very interesting to me where and how the children react. Yeah. And I think usually, or I don't know if I should say usually, often, often children react in a way that they've seen. Yes front of them, that they, they react to what they see at home. I mean, and that's mm-hmm. just so important to have, to be thinking about how you are in your home. How are you with your spouse, your partner? How are you when you're out shopping and are you courteous to the store clerk? Um, the honking the horn thing when there's no really reason to. I mean, those are the kinds of things that the kids pick up on, I think. And and they'll think, well, if mom and dad do it, then it's okay. Mm-hmm, if mom, mm-hmm. if dad and or mom is are mean to one another and say hurtful things to each other, then doesn't matter. I can, you know, if I don't like what someone's doing, I can say hurtful things to them. Words have a very, very deep effect. Yes. On us. And and they and and they don't go away all that easily. So I think um, you know teaching our children about picking their words carefully, and it's okay to be angry. It really is okay to be angry. It's how we work mm-hmm. with it, how we show that, how we express it, uh, what we do with it, that makes the difference in mm-hmm. in how we are in our environment and those that we interact with. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so with with that in mind, and and of course, uh, um, then I always see the the children who are getting into fights <laughs> continuously, and I go, hmm, you know, it's like like how can how can you know uh, my child among six hundred and fifty other ch- children not see this you know, not have some kind of influence just to to create their judgment or their perspective of what's happening. Yeah, I think that that certainly does happen. We can't protect them from seeing these things. However, I think we can have the discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about things that maybe he, maybe he would bring up to you that, oh, there was so-and-so got in a fight today, and you could talk about that happening, um, you know, would, would there be a better way to handle their argument? Because some kids, I don't know if they know how to cooperate and, and learn. They need to be taught that. So if your child isn't involved, but he sees it, that's a good time to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. what that was all about. Do you know why they were fighting? Do you think that was a good way to handle that? Is there a, what, how could they have done that differently where nobody would have been hurt? Right. Um, bring those questions up. So you're brainstorming and problem solving together and giving, you know, giving him some um, some tools or any or anyone's child some tools to use if they encounter mm-hmm. 
if they come face to face with that themselves. And, mm-hmm. and certainly you hope they don't. But in a child's life, something's going to happen that's going to probably be hurtful in some way. It's hard to alleviate. However, I'd like to think that <laughs> if everybody yes. if everybody lived from their heart and showed compassion and caring for one another and kindness, that those things wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's certainly the ultimate. So as many of us as can can bring that into our own lives and instill that sense of being caring people and honoring people and respecting people and accepting people, even though they look different or they act differently, um, that, that I would like to think would ripple, mm-hmm. would ripple out. It, it starts within your family unit, perhaps, and then slowly moves moves its way out. So if you have mm-hmm. all these ripples happening, those ripples can come together and join and be one great big rippling wave oh, of, of so loving good. kindness. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the yes. ideal. I mean, it, do we have that in our world right now? In some place, in some little pockets, we probably have pockets of it. Yes, yes, I agree. <laughs> I, well, one drop is a thousand waves, so that's so it's right. Okay. There, it's okay. One step at a time. Yeah, yeah. Um, what? Um, how? Uh, uh, as suggestions from you on, um, you know, as parents, as teachers, um, you know, how can we? Well, boy, how can we support? You know, these children that are being bullied. Um, yeah. You know, it's it can be very traumatizing. I mean, I, there was a saying a while back saying, you know, children are really cruel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Because I know. they know the know. basis of what it is and, and they've heard it and so they're repeating things. And, right. And it can be, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I heard mommy say something about so-and-so and they bring it to school. Right. They, they're te- right. That's what I'm saying. They're testing that. Yeah, their their boundaries. They're they're kind of creating it. So, oh well, I'm going to just say this because the adult said it. So it's got to be okay, right? Right, right. So, so how can we support our kids if they're being bullied? Yes. Well, I think we. Oh boy, we need to. First of all, if we find out that our kids being bullied, it it upsets us. It's like, how could anybody? do that to my child. I mean, I think that's one of the first reactions is, oh my gosh, how could that be happening to my child? So we have some of our own um, angst mm. and and maybe anger about this happening to our, our dear child. So I think we have to first bring ourselves to a place of equilibrium <laughs> before we, we, you know, talk with our child. So mm. finding a way is to bring ourselves to a place of balance so that we can, can talk with clarity and be at ease and try to find out what's getting, what's going on. So then I would, then I would really, um, I'd want to sit down with them and, and, and listen. And I think there's different ways of listening. Mm. I think we can listen and not really be present. Mm-hmm. But I think I would like to think in a certain situation like this, we really would be. But, you know, sometimes there's all kinds of other things going on, too. But listening, listening and really hearing what they have to say and honoring what they have to say. You know, listen to their story. Repeat back to them. I understand you are really afraid mm-hmm. to go to school tomorrow because um, Justin said some nasty things to you and he threatened you. So that you're repeat, so that they're hearing it. You're acknowledging that you you heard what the worry is, and it's a real worry. Um, and then let them know, you know, that you um, 
that you will support them, that you will help them figure out what, what can be done about this. I mean, and that, that feeling of being supported starts really young, you know, that our kids have that sense of support. Hopefully that's established in the family already before a, a situation like this comes up because a kid mm -hmm. may not even want to talk to you about it, might be too embarrassed right. about it to be able. So the framework and the foundation for being able to be open and clear and not afraid to talk to your parents has to come really early. So we have to, assume, I'm assuming that that's already there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so you're going to want to, um, you know, find out as much as you can, talk to them about it, let them know you support them. Try to come up with some ideas. You may need to, you may need to talk to the school if it's happening at school, to the teacher, the school counselor. There's always, oftentimes a little bit of a worry on a child's part about that because what if the bullier finds out they did it and then it might be worse. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, if this is a pattern that's happening, certainly if it's a pattern that's happening and your child is now afraid to go to school every morning and is in tears or whatever uh, is looking, uh, not eating well, you know, mm -hmm. it's gotten to be too much. So some of the authorities probably need to be, you know, involved in, in what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, so, so to back up, you, you, we need to be calm. We need to listen to our kids, repeat back what we think we've heard them say so that we get the story straight. And then we have to, you know, take that action, be supportive, um, contact those trying to think of something else, just talk about the strategies. I mean, there are certainly a number of probably websites and different books that will offer strategies, but, you know, one of them is to do, you know, say stop and then leave. You know, bullies like to get a rise out of you. They want to they see you feeling uneasy. They want to make you cry. They want to see you get all upset. So I, I would say um, probably to try to, to keep as straight a face as you can and hold those tears back until you get home, you know, try mm. to do something like that. That may or may not work, but it's worth trying. Um, sometimes having a friend with you, you know, having a buddy system, being mm. with another, another friend when you know, maybe it's happening on the way to the bus stop. So maybe hopefully you might have a friend nearby that you could walk with and maybe it'd be less likely to happen. Um, I don't know. It depends with so much. There's so much talk these days about the cyberbullying and all these things that are happening on social media. I mean, so often we hear yeah. tragic stories of yes. people who've been bullied and do terrible things to themselves. And um, so maybe there's a piece also of monitoring, mm -hmm. you know, what's going on with, with the social media, with, you know, texting, all those kinds of things. Um to see and look to see what kind of websites, especially with older students, you know, look to see what kind of websites they're visiting. Um, so I guess I guess it's 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 starts with the listening to them. The story has to change. Mm -hmm. It's changing the story. Mm. And how do we change that story? Well, first your kid needs that support and help from you, and he needs to know that you're there and you'll help him. And hopefully he's learned that along the way. And then you take some of these other actions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does that seem like, you know, and then, and then also maybe there's, um, maybe there's techniques that you could uh, work with them on just to relax themselves because they're nervous and uptight and anxious probably mm -hmm. if that's happening to, they're afraid. So, 
you know, there might be different um, things that they could do to, um, you know, work with breath work. Sometimes if they like to draw or color, sometimes just coloring in one of those um, mandalas, those coloring mm -hmm. mandalas, yes, you yes. know, is just very quieting and can change your state of being very easily. Um, if that's something they like, mm -hmm. you know, they may even want to create their own. They may even need to just have a big paper on the floor and scribble markers all over mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not make anything, but just get it out of the body. Move it. Mm. I think mm. the, 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 the jelly, the jelly bounce. The jelly jiggle. <laughs> the, the jelly, jelly jiggle. jiggle. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, yeah, it's sometimes... Um, it's sometimes just trying things. And sometimes mm -hmm. if it's a young child, they can't always articulate what they're feeling or where they're feeling it. So you might say, touch your body where, where you're feeling that worry or that um, nervousness. And it might be their belly. It could be the heart. Oftentimes it's the belly or the heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if they, um, they don't, can't do that, you could use color. Mm. How, um, when, when this happens to you, what is it? What? color is what do you see what color is inside your body you know yes the color can give you a lot if it's a bright happy yellow they're in a good place but if you're starting to see you know black you could give them a drawing the shape of a human body and just say color in show me where in your body you're feeling that right now and use a color to show me what that's like mm -hmm. that would yeah. depict that mm. Oh, that yes. Yeah, so that's uh, that's very powerful, especially with young young ones that that cannot say what they need to say. Um, what do you what do you think about you know having a child learn self defense? Uh -huh. um, uh, the reason being I ask is because you know I I can hear it where a lot of parents or fathers, <laughs> you know, well, you know, you have to just stick up for yourself and, you know, stick up for your rights and, you know, stand, you know, be a man, stand, <laughs> stand your ground. We can hear that. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, yeah. um, you know, the techniques that yeah. you're sharing right now are, are actually very, um, you know, for some, it might seem like it's in a bit of a woo woo world, uh -huh. you know, like breath and color uh -huh. and, you know, the outlet the outlet. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, and I think that that is shifting. There's a huge paradigm shift where people are becoming more and more aware and, yeah. and starting to go, okay, well, you know, let's calm everything down so that we yeah. have clarity. Yeah. But you still have those other ones that are like, okay, go in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the daylight's out of him. Yeah, right? it's like, okay, show yeah. him first. Don't wait. <laughs> you know, you can hear that. <laughs> well, well, from my perspective, <laughs> I'd like to think I, I that being taking care of yourself and being soft and quiet is going to be do a lot more than than doing more violence so if if we're if we're if we're defending you know i get the idea of defending yourself but you can defend yourself i think those other ways of walking away is defending yourself also mm -hmm. i'm not so sure that punching someone back you're just you're just um letting the cycle continue mm -hmm. so that you pound back, he pounds back, you pound back, and somebody's flattened, and that's the end of it for that day. And But then you've perpetuated that sense of anger and aggressiveness, mm -hmm. which I'm not so sure is a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I don't know. You know, I, I, I guess um, I'm thinking of, um, you know, the Dalai Lama, mm -hmm. who wants to 
at at let there be kindness and and Thich Han and being kind the kindness ruling the world coming from that place of kindness. Now, when you're in the place of being bullied, you know it's hard to be kind, but you can be kind to yourself. And so, if you start with being kind to yourself and taking care of yourself, I think that moves you in a good direction. <laughs> you know, martial yes, arts. Yes, you're right. You know, martial arts, I mean, a lot of kids, boys and girls, mm-hmm. are involved in martial arts. And that has a lot to do with control of your body Absolutely. and the energy of your body and how to use that energy. Yes, there's power movements mm-hmm. there, but it's it's a it's discipline. Not, it's a discipline, yes. yes. It's a discipline. And, and, and honestly, I, I know that the children that learn that discipline, they also learn not to use it. You know, when they have a very good instructor, it's about yes. you're, you're being taught this as a discipline. You're yes. not being taught this to use this. Yes. You know, and, I, and as their hope is, you'll never have to use it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. right. That, that, those are the good gurus. Those are the good masters. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, the old ways. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope there's more of those. <laughs> yes. Are, yes. I, I would like to think there would be. So, yeah, I guess um it's it's building that, you know, for me that like a, a martial arts is building the the self-confidence, the uh-huh. the discipline, um and the knowingness inside, that confidence of you know what your your abilities are. So, it's easier to walk away as as yeah. opposed to feel like you're cowering away. Yes, that's a good point. It's also taking the power within that you have. Yes. And not and using and not using it as power over. It's mm. it's it's bringing that confidence, that power within that I I am able to move forward. I am able to walk away. So, yeah, we're talking about that whole power center and action mm. in the world. Yeah, sometimes sometimes no action is more more powerful than overt action. Oh, absolutely. You know, so, yeah, yeah. Hmm. That stillness. (laughs) Then they don't know what to do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't get the reaction they want. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and they are looking for that. And and so why are they doing this in the first place, you Mm -hmm. know? Why is, if you're the parent of the bullier, that's a difficult place to be in. Oh. Also, yes. I mean, it's they're both sides have their problems and 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 difficulties to come to terms with and and how to deal with. I'm, I don't know. I think, I think if I were the parent of a bullier, and thank heaven I never w- was, to let the kid know that that behavior is not acceptable. You know, if we don't let them know that it's not acceptable, then of course they've got all the reason in the world to keep doing it if there's no consequence at home. And I do think there would need to be some kind of consequence, and that's obviously going to depend on the age of a kid. At the same time, even though we don't accept that behavior Mm -hmm. of hurting someone in whatever way it was, um, I think they need to know that as a parent, you still care for them. You still love them. You just do not accept the behavior. You do not like the behavior. There's a difference in, you know, you still your still your kid, mm-hmm. and you and you're going to support him. You're supporting him in a way that he probably isn't going to like. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but um, so you don't you still care about him, but you do not approve of or like the behavior that you're seeing. I think there's a difference in those two. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so if, if, for example, a parent were to find out that their child is the bullier, what, uh, like, I, I kind of come back to, okay, if my child is being bullied and I find out, and as you say, you know, it's like, <gasps> you know, it's like, all right, <laughs> I'm out there, <laughs> full guns forward, right? Let's have a word yeah. with those parents, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Because, you know, I, just seeing what I've seen, I look at the child and I look at the parents and I look at the child again, I kind of go, huh, <laughs> you know? Oh. Being the light goes on, it's like, all right, let's have a, let's have a conversation with these parents. It's not so much the child. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what... Uh, it, it's almost would be I, I don't know as a as a parent which one would throw me off balance more uh, to find out my uh, son was the bullier or my son was uh, being bullied. Do, do do you know my? It's almost like wow. I mean, they're both awful, but which yeah. one would really affect me even more? And and I do yeah. believe Sandy because of who I am, it would really shock me if I found out my son was the bullier. It yeah. would shock me. And it would be, I would be like, <gasps> it's like his reaction in the car. I was like, <gasps> you know? yeah, right. wow, where did that yeah. come from? So if that were to happen, you know, I think again, it's, it's a matter of listening mm-hmm. and, and finding out, you know, why, what's going on, what, what has been missed, you know, um, try to get that the child to to explain to you why why this behavior is happening and if they can't or they won't <laughs> depending on the situation you know maybe then you have to start looking at some clues about what you what you might have missed what am i noticing um you know depending on how the age am i you know looking at what they're seeing on tv look at what they're seeing on on the internet those kinds of things mm. uh, and maybe you need help maybe you need to say okay this has happened us obviously you're going to be involved if it's happening at school related to school there's certainly going to be something that's going on there where there's some communication there mm-hmm. um and, and you need and maybe they'll bring in both parties and maybe they'll bring in families of both parties i don't know it just Depend mm-hmm. on what is, and and I think these days most schools will have some sort of um, regulations regarding uh, bullying within the school premises and and how that's dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think um, we, we need to find out what the root of it is. Yes, yes, and and we and that doesn't happen unless you at least try to start a conversation mm-hmm. with with uh, with your child. It would be devastating. Mm-hmm. It would be devastating, especially in, you know, I know that you are bringing your child up in a way that to be kind, to res- be respectful, to be compassionate, all those, those wonderful qualities. So if that, if all of a sudden they turn another way, so why, why would this be happening? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Try to find even out. If where it's going. Even if it's a growth spurt, you know, like, like yeah. that, that does happen is it's, they grow in and out of certain things where most of the things you kind of let it go. And within a week it's done. It's right, like, it's right. completed its course. It's like that tooth has just come out. Okay. And I've learned so. to stay very calm when I see it's like, wow, this is unusual behavior. So let's track this. Oh, two weeks later, it's like, 
It's almost like right. it never happened. As long as I don't bring attention to it, it's never happened again. But in in our previous episode, Sandy, in episode 70, where we talked about creating that um, balanced environment for our child, whether it, if we're a teacher at school or whether it's our home environment, and yeah. how you said that, you know, that uh, you shared how the child picks up on things. They're affected by the environment. They're affected by what's going on around them. You know, when we're at home, they're, you know, I always say, well, we have our being when we step out of our home. And then we have our being when we're inside the home, you know, which is a little more relaxed and a little more, you know, um, you know, there's the, the etiquettes are different. The etiquettes uh-huh. and the rules are different, of course. You know, it's like when I uh-huh. say, all right, you're at our neighbor's house. You must abide by their rules. Yeah. You know, and yeah. they could be very different. And in our case, they're usually a lot looser. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I feel sorry for the neighbor's kids that come over. Suddenly it's like, wow, these are strong yeah. rules, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but you know, there, there are those boundaries that they have to learn to flex with. And just coming back on on what you shared with us in episode 70, the bullying aspects of what happens with our child, I mean, clearly, a lot of it is established in the home environment, especially if our children are very young. Yes, I, I think so. I think that it's really important that as the parents, um, we create that environment. We we live the golden rule, do unto others as you would do unto yourself, and, you know, and, and that we live a life of showing compassion to one another and showing kindness and in our family and outside of the family. I mean, our, we are our, our children's first teachers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that will always be the case. And so, you know, so much happens in those first three years that set the foundation. And they may not be able to say what they're seeing, but they are seeing it. You know that saying, um, what you see is what you get. <laughs> so I think it's what our children see is what we get. Mm. Sort yes. of twisting that a little bit so mm-hmm. that we have to be cognizant and aware and be really aware of how we operate. You know, do we... Um, are we yelling at our, our husband or wife? Are we yelling at the kids? Um, you know, is there, are we throwing things around at each other? Um, you know, mm-hmm. all of that kind of thing is witnessed. And I think probably, I can't say what the percentage would be, but probably or maybe in many cases, their bulliers might be having some of this in their home. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know for sure, but it's a possibility. Um, so it's just, I think, really important that we do the best that we can and uh, try to provide that um, that calm, caring kind of environment within our, our, our the premises of our home, in the the out the yard of our home, whatever we where we where we live, uh, that that gives them a sense of um, of being kind to each other and mm-hmm. and and recognizing you know and you can have maybe I think I brought up uh, last week the idea of a family meeting maybe you have a family meeting. Mm-hmm. about these kinds of things. Maybe if one of the child, uh, your children is being bullied, you come together and you talk about that and, and hear what everybody has to say about it and what can we do about it. Um, maybe you come up with 
your family agreements on, on how you work together as a family. Family is a core unit, and we have it all our lives, and, and there are responsibilities that each of us should be taking as part of that family. So depending on the age of your child, you know, establish what those responsibilities are. How do we treat one another? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? If we say, if one of our rules is to be nice to each other, and maybe that would come if you had younger children, those words they would understand. So what does being nice look like? You know, and talk about that or role play that, you know, what would it look like to be nice to your sister? Well, I could help her with something or I could, you know, would it be nice to your sister if you wrecked her building that she just completed? Would that be a nice, no. Would it be nice if your sister dropped all her books on her way out to the bus and was in a, you know, because she was in a rush, would it be nice to help her pick them up? That would be caring and kind and nice. So to to get those ideas of what that looks like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think might be helpful within the family unit and, of course, in school as well. Mm. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, we have that parallel, you know, you have to have, have a set of agreements or whatever you want to call them. I like the word agreements because it sounds positive to me mm-hmm. and it brings, it brings everyone in. And, and, and so what does it look like? You know, that's a piece of developing agreements. What does it look like if we say we're going to show respect um, or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the, uh, the agreement might be? Mm. Um, would you say, Sandy, just hearing what you're sharing, that even before we have that conversation with our child, we almost need to have that conversation with ourselves. Uh, that's a really good point, yeah. We need mm-hmm. to know where we stand on these things, don't we? Mm-hmm. We need to know what we value. Um, you know, I think when a, when a, a couple uh, have children together, they need to know what's important between the two of them and how they're going to raise that child. So it's not just within yourself, but you need to come together and figure out what that what that is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and what your expectations are going to be. And hopefully you're on the same page right. or maybe before you even decided to have children. Uh, I, I was just about to say, you know, talked about it, you know, what it's going to look like. Yeah, exactly. Beforehand, because yeah. I, I, yeah. I know uh, several people who, when they actually discussed about having children, their worlds were so apart that they actually ended up separating because oh, it, it oh. was just, Wow. You know, if this is the way you want to raise the child, that's not the way I want to raise it. So I know several people who have separated because of that. So much better then than later. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, there is, um, trying to figure out where I have this information, there is a a book and I, I have it here somewhere. Oh, dear. Well... Oh, it's about, it's about, it's about, um, how, um, hmm. we, how we parent is reflected, reflective of how we were parented. And then it, and it goes into then how we can, um, oh, here it is. Here it is. It's, it's called Parenting from the Inside Out, Mm. um, by, uh, Daniel Siegel, MD, and, um, another woman, Herzl who's got a master's in education, but it, it, it explores then how childhood experiences shape the way we parent. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't say that quite right at first. And then looking at that, looking at our own history and how we can, you know, use that to help ourselves foster more compassion 
mm. in our own children and more resiliency, how to help them move through those tough times. Yes. Uh, I think that's interesting. Uh, I have not read the book, but um, I think it would be an interesting read because I think that so much of, it's just what I said, what, what, what they see is what we get. So, you know, how we have been raised all of our history, all of everything that's happened to us creates who we are at any moment and certainly impacts how we deal with our children, mm-hmm. how we deal with the others in our family, our co-workers, our friends, everything. Yes. yes. So. Yes, I, uh, I agree that, um, and sadly to say there's so many uh, broken homes since you know, the last two decades. There's a lot of uh, children who've sort of been jumping from one home to another. So, you know, they're learning yeah. one set of rules over here and another set over here. I, that's, yeah, that's, that's tough. That's a very tough situation. I mean, ideally, both co-parents, co-parenting would happen mm-hmm. where they can agree on that. But maybe it's the same thing that you said, Christina, about your son visiting the neighbor's house. You know, when you're at dad's house, it's dad's rules. I can't change those. So, mm-hmm. and when you're at my house, it's my rules. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's the reality for that child. I don't know. I don't really not sure how else you could change that. Right. I mean, if you could bring the parties together and hopefully come to some agreement for the benefit of their child, because mm-hmm. it, it can be very confusing. Right. Right. And that will create angst in them. Mm. Okay. So if there's angst within them, then we need to know how to, um, if we can recognize that, we need to know how to help them to uh, reduce that. Yes. That angst. Yes. That's a tough. It's another, this is, you know, I, I think um, that we're just touching the tip of the iceberg today <laughs> uh. because it really all stems from the environments that they're around. Um, I, I, I believe, you know, in what you said, which, you know, that's the bullying, uh, to be bullied, to be the bullier, it's, it's, uh, stems from the environment. So, so, um, uh, is there, um, certain techniques, Sandy, that, that to help us <sighs> as parents, um, uh, I mean, you shared with us these wonderful breath breathing <laughs> techniques, which, yes. you know, like, oh, yeah, let's, let's puff. <laughs> let's oh, I just found out puff what? Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Um, well, you know, um, I'm just trying to think, you know, I certainly think the breathing is very important and in a really easy way. I talked about the mudra, Adi mudra. There's... Um, you know, there's another um, mudra that I, I like, too, that will help bring the energy down. And that's just, you know, making a peace symbol mm. with both fingers, both hands, and then putting it down on the floor. So if you were seated on the floor, you would touch those fingers to the floor. And you'd make almost like a mountain with the mm. your legs and bottom being the base of the mountain and the sides angling up to your head, their head being the mountain peak. That's called... Um, Boo, B-H-U, mudra, but it also brings the energy down. Um, sometimes, you know, they just need to um, to move it. There, There's a, an acupressure point, actually, hmm. that um, is useful. I'm just going to get my necklace out of the way here. That um, helps to release tension related to emotional stress, which this would certainly be. Mm-hmm. So if you can find your collarbone and right toward the end of it where it joins the shoulder Mm -hmm. and you take your middle three fingers and you uh, place them 
let's see, right at the bottom of the collarbone, mm-hmm. then that ring finger, or let's see, which one is it? Well, for me, it's more my middle finger, comes to a little hollow place mm-hmm. along mm-hmm. right toward the outer edge of your chest. Mm-hmm. And that's the long one point in acupuncture, acupressure. So this is an acupressure point, and you can just, just, um, you know, rub it a little bit, circle your finger around. The middle finger is actually supposed to be the strongest finger. Mm-hmm. So you might use that. You don't want to hurt yourself. It might be tender, especially if you have something going on it, is emotionally. Is it not on both sides? It's on both sides. So you so. could cross over and do both. Mm-hmm. You don't actually have to do both, but it wouldn't hurt to do both, as mm-hmm. I understand it. So just a little massaging, yeah, it does. (laughs) I know. I mean, it's amazing how how quickly this can help. And it can help us, too. So when our kids are stressed, guess what? (laughs) We're stressed. And, you know, we want to stop that stress and worry cycle. Because what happens is something like a bullying situation happens. So now we get get afraid. The fight or flight response, fight or flight response kicks in. And then we start to, you know, get anxious. And then we start worrying about what happened and then we start worrying that it might happen again mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Or, it, or what happened before and then we start worrying about what's going to happen in the future so it just whew, goes on and on and on and on mm-hmm. so trying to bring those those um that worry s- cycle down yes. with something like this or or the mudra or the breathing um i i'm a real big proponent of um spirals or or the labyrinths and i do have those in my book there's black line masters that can be copied um i actually have with me it's actually a a double labyrinth but it's a good example i'm going to show you the smaller one this is a child-sized if you can i don't know if you can Mm. see how okay you can see it a little bit yes um actually this one is designed to be used um either by this one's a child size but the child uh spiraling i don't think we can see it too well yeah let's oh see. yeah we can All right. see well, it. you can Definitely. see it yes well let's see yeah. anyway you spiral you you take both hands at the same time and you move into the center and out again wow, you know left and just right gliding brain. Yeah, so you're you're crossing the midline, which is really good for getting both sides of the brain to work together. Yes. But you can also turn it so that it's facing you and your child, mm-hmm. and so that you um, finger walk together, gliding your finger along the pathway, mm. and in that way you're, um, you know, you're you're releasing, you're taking those worries and the anxious feelings into the center. The idea being that we leave them there. And then are able to come out in a better way mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. to move through the day and, and let, let the anxieties and the worries stay there. Mm-hmm, it's really mm-hmm. a wonderful, wonderful technique. Um, I mean, I highly recommend it. This uh, is a man, in, uh, Neil Harris, is the one who's developed the double into a path. He also has mm-hmm. single labyrinths. Now, for young children, that's probably a little too much to be able to stay on the path. Um, so, uh, you know, a, a, a spiral was good. I actually have, it's not in the book, but I have a smaller spiral that's only like three concentric circles in for small hands, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. makes it easier for more like a preschool or maybe kindergartner, depending on what their hand skills are like. Um, but that's a wonderful, wonderful way mm. to bring, you know, stillness 
and, and, and quiet yourself. I know some children who have difficulty sleeping and a, probably I wouldn't be surprised if a child going through this kind of um, problem with bullying might also have trouble sleeping at night. So it's a way to do that before going to bed and hopefully it might help. I've known of kids that would um, have it on the, the wall next to their bed. Mm. And if they had trouble sleeping, they could just roll over and take their index finger and glide it into the center mm-hmm. and glide it out again. And you can certainly repeat it more than one time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love those labyrinths. I think it's wonderful. Mm. Yeah, they are. They are wonderful. Yeah. I'd like to try yeah. the left and the right. I think that, yes. that because yes. they, it, it, wow, to, to keep that both brains exercise at the same time as you're bringing the energies yes. into a yes. core level. That's wonderful. You know, um, some years ago, I worked with a, a boy who's now, I think, a junior in high school, and we, I had just gotten the larger version of that into a path, and I was using it with him in private session. And so I said, so how do you, how do you think that was? What, what, what can you tell me about that? And he goes... <laughs> I think our energies are one. Oh, and I thought, beautiful. Wow. Yeah, a fourth grade kid, you know. So, um, wow. yeah, that was exciting. Yes. To have so I have been recommending this tool to parents um, ever since, you know, even before the IntuiPath. But, yeah, so his family mm-hmm. got the single one, and uh, he he used it, and he would sometimes recommend his mom use it. Mm. <laughs> So, so that's another, another uh, example of, of integrating that as a tool, knowing that it helped him. He was offering it to his mom to help her. He could see that she needed some relaxation. Fantastic. Well, I think we should carry it here at Yoga Hub so that we can. <laughs> yeah, well, I can let you know how to get hold of him. He's, he's in uh, Neil Harris, Relax for Life. Oh, that's that's uh, the name is perfect. <laughs> It is. Um, Sandy, uh, you uh, did some work recently uh, with a situation that was very devastating here in North America, which was the the shootings in Connecticut. Um, Can you tell us um, a little bit about your experiences with that? Yes. Wow. That was... (laughs) It was quite... uh, it, well, it was quite an honor to be connected to helping the um, the community there. I what happened was uh, a couple days after the incident, um, my publisher called me and said that they had received um, an email from an occupational therapist in the district, Newtown School District, uh, who was requesting uh, or asking if I. Uh, the publisher would send some, donate some books to um, the community because she had used the original version of my book uh, Mm. successfully with some of her students and teachers, and she thought it would be helpful to the teachers there. So he very graciously uh, sent them 15 books. And then in that same day, another uh, note came that they had an anonymous donor who wanted to buy 160 copies more, which made a grand total of 170 copies of Creating the Peaceful Classroom um, to help for every K-6 to grade teacher in the Newtown mm. School District. So I was, I just didn't even know what to say when I heard that. I, um, 
I was totally flabbergasted because I, you know, that was certainly not the intent of my book. Um, I never imagined that it would be used to help people who were suffering so and to try to assist them in moving through the trauma and the grief that they were feeling. So I had said to uh, my publisher, I said, you know, I would so love to work with them. But... um, you know, I, I, that was my wish, you know, that was my secret wish. And I, I did send the, this woman, um, the occupational therapist, a thank you for, for deciding to and suggesting that the, the school district would benefit by my book. Well, it was about a month later that I received an email asking if I could come and do a workshop with their teachers, which was my silent wish come mm. true. Mm, and, wonderful. uh, yeah, it was it was very nice. I was sponsored not by the school district. I was sponsored by a group called Sandy Hook Peaceful Arts. Mm. And um, they brought me there, and it was an after-school workshop with some of the teachers. I mean, it was not a mandatory event, as some things are in a yes. school district. Uh, but, you know, I, I was very happy um, to, to be there because I knew that my purpose there was to assist the teachers. It really wasn't about the kids at this point. I mean, my work is about students and teachers and parents, but this was for the teachers. It was still, you know, ringing in their ears, more or less. It was still very fresh to them. Um, And those that came, I I do feel, did benefit. I was able to, um, I was able to get them laughing a little bit and moving, moving their bodies and offering them some of the techniques actually that we have discussed uh, both last week and this week today. Um, It will, it's an event I I will never forget, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. And, and feel like I I may never be able to top that. Um, I do have some contact with uh, some of the teachers there, especially the occupational therapist, and it's my intent to try to connect again just to see how things are going at this point with the new school year having just started. I mm-hmm. uh, want to see how, how they're doing. Yes, yes. And, and so mainly you worked with the teachers that were from the Sandy Hook Elementary School. <laughs> No, actually not. It was a mix. Um, in that district, they have four elementary schools, and the teachers are often moved from school to school, so mm-hmm. everyone was offered the opportunity to come. Interesting, because of that, um, moving them around, many of them, even though they weren't currently teaching at Sandy Cook, they may well uh, have taught it there at one time, and they may well have taught with some of those who were unfortunately shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a lot of you know, mm. sense of of oneness there. Um, I think actually of Sandy Hook teachers present at that. There may have been there were three, maybe four, who were actually from that school. Mm. Right. Yeah. So I always, you know, in these workshops, I always look at it as uh, the people who were really meant to be there mm-hmm. showed up. They were there. I mean, coming to, to a workshop at 4.30 in the afternoon after a full day is really hard. Mm-hmm. Plus, they were still all very quite traumatized still. So they had their own families to come home to and take care of. So mm-hmm. it was it was what it was. And I, I do believe that, um, and I've heard from some that it was a benefit. So that pleases me. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. And uh, that's quite an experience. And and what about uh, working with the parents? I mean, because, you know, some some children also lost their lives in that incident. Yes. Um, and yes. how it would affect the other students and, of course, the other parents. I mean, 
Oh, I, of course, here, even all the way here in Los Angeles, people did not send their children to school the next day. They were wow. that fearful because wow. of the incident back there. It, it, yeah. The repercussion came right across the country. Yes. Oh, yes, I know. I don't know too many people that would not have been aware of it. Mm -hmm. Regarding the parents, I know there were many uh, programs and different things happening for them. Mm -hmm. There was uh, a, um, a yoga studio that was offering, um, you know, well, it was offering teachers for yoga. That wasn't parents. But I am aware of a massage that was being offered free. We went into the town of Sandy Hook and saw that there was still a sign out that said um, free acupuncture. Mm. There were oh, healing, the healing dogs that were brought in. So there were a lot of things within the community. The clergy uh, in the community were, um, as I understand it, joining together and offering programs once a month. I don't know if that's continued to take place, but in, in March of this year, it was. Um, so there were a lot of things happening, a lot of different groups coming in. I believe there was someone who's affiliated with the emotional freedom technique, the tapping technique, that was working with uh, parents, maybe parent groups. I'm not exactly sure how that worked, but that was something I had been told. So, um, yes, the parents... <laughs> The parents have a lot of healing to do, and they certainly have to figure out what the best way for that is for them. There were many opportunities, as I understand it, to help mm -hmm. them in that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, well, blessed be for all uh, those who came, you know, such as yourself, to to help them realign, rebalance after such right. an incident. And well, and really, I mean, when we look at it, the the of course, the the true reasons are will always be unbeknownst to everyone. Yeah. But again, um, for this sort of situation to happen, it's almost that really primal base communication awareness. Uh, uh, yes, which is what. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. As you said, we aren't going to know for sure, but. That certainly is an important piece and perhaps was missing mm -hmm. in some mm -hmm. form, you know, um, something was missed. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know there's a big call for more, uh, more to be done in the area of mental health. And, you know, maybe if, maybe if at home, you know, we are more present and, um, and more aware of ourselves what's going on with ourselves and what's mm -hmm. going on with our children that will help the situation. Um, maybe, maybe if that were the case, the ripples would go out. Maybe we wouldn't need, certainly we need more things done with mental health, but maybe there wouldn't be as much call for it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I, just, I just would like to think that, that some of it could be alleviated if we all in our own way, um, become more self-aware and more mm -hmm. observant of uh, our children, the children around us, the people around us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and also possibly a little more honest with ourselves, more uh, truthful. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I see every day uh, at the school, I see where you know, the, the teachers try to speak with some parents and they, it's almost like they're refusing to see what is. is yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's so easy. We, we want to believe yes. that our children are, are always, in quotes, good. 
Mm-hmm. And when we're when they are most of the time, and all of a sudden you're hit in the face with your child did such and so, which was hurtful, and whatever way it was, it's like oh, it couldn't be my child. But you know what? It could be. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to um, we have to know that that you know our kids are kids. Mm-hmm. And there mm-hmm. are all these influences. We do the best that we can, but sometimes there's an outside influence, perhaps. I don't know. It could be something else um, that makes something happen. And and we have to, um, I guess we have to, we have to maybe think that it's possible yes. that our child might do something that was not appropriate. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it's a possibility for all children. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are human. <laughs> we are human, and we're having these, these challenges so that we can learn what we need to learn. <laughs> yes, and we can yeah. have those technical difficulties as well. <laughs> yes, 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 <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. um, Sandy, is there anything that we might have missed that you would like to share with our audience? Um uh, We've covered a lot. You have covered so much. <laughs> goodness, I know the time has gone quickly, hasn't it? Yes. I don't know. I guess. I guess just a repeat of um, awareness, self-awareness, and awareness within our family structure, being observant, um, and and then if if something comes up that doesn't seem right, we need to explore that. We need to be able to communicate. I guess communication was a big word for yes. this week and last week. Um, and uh, and try to get at the root of it, whether mm-hmm. we are the parent of the child who's bullied or the parent of the child who's bullying it. Why is this happening? There's a reason for it. It doesn't just come out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I could be wrong on that, but something is at the root of it. What can we? How can we discover that? And And know that we have... Uh, now that we have people around us and resources around us that uh, can provide some assistance in, in figuring these things out, helping us to know which way to go, ask questions, go to the school, go, if, go to your clergyman, um, go to a, a counselor, a therapist, um, whatever needs to be done so that we can make, we can help our child mm-hmm. be in a better way. And it may require us helping ourselves also, right. maybe simultaneously, depending upon what the situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Yeah, simultaneously, so hope, together, uh-huh. as a family, as a unit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so yeah. one doesn't feel like they are on trial or, you know, right. or completely right. sort of like the outsider that, that right. is not the innocent one or... Yeah. yeah, because, you know, I'm just thinking as you're saying that, if we have more than one child... You know, they're impacted too. Mm-hmm. Everyone is impacted in the family in some way. You yes. know, the, the, the sister or brother might be getting, oh, your brother or sister did such and so. So, you know, yes. and how they're, and they pick up on how their brother or sister is, is feeling and their worries and, and all of that. So, yeah, it's a, it's a togetherness. We got to <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Sandy. Uh-huh. Um, Sandy, could can you tell our audience the, the best way to get hold of you if they would like you to come to their school or organization? Sure. I guess the best way would be to reach me via email at Sandy, S-A-N-D-Y, at peaceablepathways.com. And you can check uh, my website at www.peaceablepathways.com. Um, 
there's, I know there's a page that has uh, some video if you want to see some techniques that you can use for relaxation. Um, trying to think of what else is on there. Check it out and find out. You can find out <laughs> as well. <laughs> Hobbit Books is my publisher. And also, is your book available uh, on your website as well? Yes, it is. And uh, certainly at my publishers as well. And I think it's uh, maybe at the yoga shop. Mm. I oh. write about that. The yoga shop? Oh, uh, your, yes, your yes, shop. on our, yeah, on Yoga shop. Hub, shop. yeah, on Shop Yoga Hub, yes, it shop is, yoga. it is available through us as well, of course, yeah. <laughs> yes. we love Sandy's work, well, I, <laughs> so um, that's fantastic, and, and uh, yeah, we would, we would love to continue this as, as we've talked about, and have a wonderful roundtable forum with yourself and several others about, about creating these environments and um, wow. that that I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> oh, that would be great. I, I'm looking forward to that as well. It's always enjoyable to spend time with you, Christina. Appreciate very much. Thank you so much, Sandy. You are magnificent. Thank you for your spirit and your love, your heart that you give to communities all around and continue to promote. And uh -huh. And wow, the next time you'll be coming on board, you will, you will have maybe your yoga therapist certification oh, as well. Yes. <laughs> so. That's a whole other realm. That's a whole other realm. There's all these hats that I switch. I love it. I love all it. That's a new show. So, <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Thank you ever so much. Thank you, Sandy. And of course, thank you, Segovia Smith and our Yoga Hub team for making this moment possible. And of course, to each and every one of you for joining us in this new platform of education and information. We're always grateful for your continuous support. And we look forward to hearing your feedback on how we can serve you better. We invite you to join us live on Tuesdays for Magical Medical Tour at 10.30 a.m. Pacific, 1.30 p.m. Uh, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday's Fraternity of Life at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, followed every other week with Flowing Into Awareness with Anatara. Again, we are always grateful for your feedback and any suggestions that you might have or topics that you'd like to learn about. Give us a call at 818-LET'S-TALK. 818-LET'S-TALK. Until next time, namaste. YHTV's Trinity of Life. Come join me, Christina Suzama, as I journey to find the many modalities that support individuals, from children to adults to elders, with topics ranging from health and wellness, meditation, and inspirational stories. I invite you to visit yogahub.tv every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. So, you know, way sometimes in the circle we had I had um, shells or stones and I would just to make it easy I would give them each one and they would hold that in their hands and just sit quietly and connect with that Ooh, with that stone as, a, as especially even put it up to their heart I mean you could do that also um, so that would be one way and, and then we might do some breathing techniques you know just to be able to relax I might teach them just how to breathe in and out slowly um, 